It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yo, what's going on, my fantasy family? We're here. We're back. Another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Podcast. Once again, my name is Eugene. I'm one of the hosts on the show. And if this is your first time uh, listening to us, we thank you for uh, coming and joining uh, the ride with us. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Genes. That's G-E-N-E-S. You can also find our official Twitter page at Off the Line FF. Uh, and on this pod, you'll find us talking all things fantasy football analyzing certain players in their situations, having a few laughs along the way, and all in hopes of, you know, in, in a language that you can understand to apply to your fantasy squads. Now to my other host of the show, my boy Ike, what's going on? What's good, man? Uh, I could be found on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. I mean, yeah, just, uh, you know, ready ready to get going, ready to get rolling. Um, we're already into week 10. Um, you know, week nine was a pretty... Bizarre week to say the least. <laughs> a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of uh, MVP caliber players, um, you know, pretty much wet the bed. Um, a lot of things, you know, you didn't expect to see happen happened. Like you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars beating the Bills. Mm. Um, nobody saw that coming. Um, you know, the the Broncos going into Dallas and destroying the cow our, my our beloved Cowboys. Boy, they bashed our heads in. Man. They were up thirty to nothing at one point in that game. <laughs> you know, I, I think I think it was the red stripe on the helmet. That's my that, story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, man. So yeah, but just you know, don't do it again. Don't do it again. Point blank. Period. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's just a bizarre week overall, but there was a couple of things that did, uh, seem to be a little normal. Um, and one, you know, one player in particular that kind of did his normal thing was, you know, Lamar Jackson, another oh, yes, casual, sir. another casual, uh, comeback, you know, from double digits in the second half. Uh, I think that it's his third one of the season. Um, they beat the Vikings 34 to 31 in overtime. Um, you know, he had over, you know, 300 plus yards or I'm sorry, he had close to 400 yards of total offense. Again, um, you know, he he had 120 rushing yards, over 265 passing yards. Um, and, you know, what's funny, what's interesting about his day, uh, not that he came back from double digits, but another thing interesting is he had more rushing yards than Dalvin Cook <laughs> and more passing <laughs> yards than Kirk Cousins. Um, so he's 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 doing it all for that team. And. Um, and one stat that I, I did come across on Twitter was, you know, since week 11, 2018, that's when he took over as the starter for the Ravens. There's been only four players that have more rushing yards than him. And they're Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, and Ezekiel Elliott. That's, that's, a, that's a solid list, man. That's the end of the list, man. Like this guy is, he's, he's, he's putting the Ravens on his back, um, you know, literally and figuratively. <laughs> Um, and another interesting thing about Lamar Jackson, you know, when he, when he throws the ball, he only throws the three players, you know, over yeah. almost 75% of his passes, um, since week six have gone to Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews. Yeah. So, you know, no, Lamar Jackson, just another, another stellar performance. Um, and I feel like he should be the front runner for MVP. Um, you know, peripherals don't look as great. You only have 13 touchdowns and seven interceptions. That's what people are going to focus on, but, um, if you want to look at, you know, just his 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 rushing production, I think he's still top seven or eight in the league in rushing yards as at the quarterback position. Um, I think he should be, you know, in the MVP 
in the MVP race, most definitely. And he's on yeah. he's also on pace for six thousand yards, which is six thousand total yards, That's which crazy. is another absurd uh, yeah. stat. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Vegas I think Vegas got him like six in odds right now, six or seven. It was I thought it was interesting. You know, Tom Brady was one, so. No, I mean we'll see. We'll see how the how the season progresses to see what how how uh, those odds change. So, well, you know, we talked about one quarterback. Let's move to another. Uh, I know an offense that a lot of people have a lot of um, you know a lot of uh, stocks in the uh, Chiefs offense. Once again, we saw uh, Patty Mahomes looking st- stressed and pressed. Um, versus Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, he can only muster up 166 yards. I mean, Jordan Love had more than he did. Um, I mean, like, uh, I think Tyreek's A dot was like the lowest ever in his career. Um, I think he's, 4. he's 5, short Yeah, 4.5 4. yards per attempt. Yeah, I mean, everybody now is just playing straight cover two shell, which is really odd that, you know, just some of these teams that is like, they don't like, it's almost like this is a new concept. Like they've never seen cover two before. Like, I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's weird <laughs> yeah. to me. Uh, but I know all, overall the offense again, still looks scared. I don't know if, I don't know if uh, your boy, uh, uh, I can't even think coach's name, Andy Reid. I don't know if he has, I don't, I don't know if he got him on a leash to trying to keep him contained, like just to keep Patty Mahomes for not making too many mistakes, which he didn't do this game. Uh, but again, he just looks very unsettled in the pocket. Um, it's like one, one, two reads, and then he just like he just like his brain is just scrambled. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they figure something out. They maybe Odell, maybe they talk to Odell to tell him to come through or something because yeah, they and need maybe, some help. And you know what? Maybe it's it's because of his uh, his his kid brother just dancing, just <laughs> TikToking away. <laughs> And that's kind of you know, messing with. His, oh my gosh! Ever since they started posting those videos, I mean, it looked like all his powers got zapped. Yeah, like it's like all his powers transferred to his brother, and his brother doesn't know what to do with them with his stiff ass uh, dance moves that he posts yeah. on TikTok. He has he has absolutely no rhythm whatsoever. Um, but yeah, like I, I keep every time I see I come across one of those videos, I, I cringe every time. Like. Yeah, man. But some something's yeah, something's up with Mahomes. Um, he's he's not even looking to like to to go downfield anymore. No. Um, he's he's like like you said, he's unsettled in the pocket, and he's you know once he drops back to pass, you know he's he's moving his head a little bit too fast, um, and he's looking to get out of there, and he doesn't even need to do that. Like he just needs yeah. to you know just kind of be patient, play within himself, and he's not doing that right now. Um, I mean, he tried to. I mean, you see how they tried to get Hardeman involved, and he just dude kept dropping passes like. It's literally, it's literally Tyreek, Kelsey. Don't yeah. even think about anybody else, playing anybody else. I yeah, mean, yeah. Can... Hardman is not a thing. He hasn't been a thing. Um, no. I think I, I, I read a stat. I can't remember um, the, the specifics um, off the top of my head, but I know that he has like he ran. He he's run like over three hundred plus routes and only has like fifty three total targets. Um, and then he has just obviously that one touchdown. It was off of a flip. Uh, yeah, I think didn't he score? I want to say he scored like a couple of weeks ago, but it was just off of a flip. You know, it's one of those push passes that you know whenever he put. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It was a push pass. He ran for like twenty-one yards or something for a touchdown. Yeah, but yeah. you know, needless to say, you know, you can't start any other player on the Chiefs other than Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. No, um, and, and, and maybe- Mahomes, Mahomes is he's bordering on unstartable territory himself. Yeah, I know, man, and um, I know a lot I, of people sounds, spend people spend a lot of Jack capital. Simple. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people, you know, you, you you spent, you know, in Dynasty, you probably spent a top five pick on him. And in redraft, you probably spent a second round pick on him. Um, he's not he's not getting early, early on in the season, maybe he was getting some returns, but right now, I mean, he he looks like a QB a, a mid-range QB two, and he's not um, you know, maybe he can get get on track this week against the Raiders. But right now, yeah, he just looks like a, a, a shell of himself at this point. Yeah. Um, I, hopefully he can I, turn I, it around. We're not, yeah, we're, not I, we're not we're not we're not a you know you know, reciting a eulogy for Patrick Mahomes <laughs> fantasy season right now, but it, it's it's looking pretty bad at the moment. Yeah. Another offense that struggled, uh, you brought up at the beginning of the show was the Bills offense. Uh their yeah. red phone, their red zone offense stinks, man. It's been since week <laughs> one. Like you, they get inside the the 20 and they don't it's like everything short circuits. Like nobody knows <laughs> what's going on. Like 
it just is almost they don't have any space and just Josh Allen doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, but this particular game was bad because their O-line couldn't block anybody that the Jags were, were rushing with. And they were only rushing for majority. They weren't even blitzing. It was like the front four and you might see an occasional linebacker pop up in there. But they were killing them with the front four. And again, this team also is now seeing a bunch of cover two shell and they don't know what to do. Josh Allen throwing picks, fumbling the ball. Um, but overall, at least he's moving the ball better than than what the Chiefs are doing. You can still start all three of their wide receivers, Beasley, Sanders, Diggs, uh, with, with, um, with a good amount of confidence. Uh, yeah. But their offense is struggling. Like They're now 19th in, in offensive DO, DVOA uh, from a football outsider. So uh, just want to, you know, just keep that in mind when you're um, – when you got bills on your roster. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's a, it's a very confusing time for that, for that bill's offense. They're just, they're just not clicking um, the way they're supposed to. Um, they, they may be getting Dawson Knox back because, you know, at least the last two weeks they've been struggling, um, you know, to kind of, to kind of score points on offense, but um, Dawson Knox, like whenever, whenever he was in, in the lineup, he was, he was running a lot of routes and he was getting yeah. down the field. He was, providing a nice safety blanket for Josh Allen in the middle of the field. So, um, you know, once he gets back from that hand injury, um, I think Bill, uh, Sean McDermott said that he's going to practice tomorrow. Okay. Um, start, start practicing tomorrow. So um, that'll, that'll be a welcome addition um, to that, to that bill, that struggling Bill's offense. Yep. Um, another, so just moving, uh, changing gears to running back. Uh, sadly, um, this running back w- went against our Cowboys and uh, in his limited touches, uh, your boy Javante Williams destroyed us for uh, 17 for 100 and uh, 17 carries for 111 uh, rushing yards. Yeah. Uh, one thing was evident in this one also that uh, the force miss tackle rate uh, is high with this one. He showed it against us. Um, he's at 37% for the season. Nobody's over 30. Uh, I do know that uh, for the year he's doing this on less than half the snaps. Uh, so, I mean, this is somebody, uh, if he's somehow on your waiver wires, this is somebody that I would definitely would get. If you could, I would try to maybe trade for him and or Gordon. I mean, I wouldn't like actively try to go for Gordon, but both of these running backs are, are, are blessed with a, a great schedule for the rest of the season and going into – uh, into uh, fantasy playoffs, so uh, Javante Williams um, is uh, is a beast for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely um, you know if you if you just if you just use your eyes, he is the best running back in that backfield. Melvin Gordon is playing well; um, he's played yeah. well all season. Um, but you know what what the coaches have dictated to us all season long is that this is going to be a split um, until further notice. You know, if yeah. one person gets hurt, then it's and it's wheels up for the other guy, but um, we we would hope that at some point, um, you know, Javante Williams, he's actually on pace for you know over over a thousand, you know, close to eleven hundred total yards um, on the season, um, and he's only playing like you said, he's only playing less than half of the snaps and only getting roughly fifty percent of the rushing, you know, running uh, uh, running back opportunities. So if any if there's any kind of uptick for Javante Williams, I think. You know he's 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 gonna have a you know a a J.K. Dobbins Cam Akers end to the season like you know like those guys did last year mm-hmm. for your fantasy squads and he's gonna be on most or he's gonna be on a lot of uh, you know fantasy championship rosters so yeah know, just continue to I mean he he you can definitely start him you know start him as an RB two each week um, going forward um, but you know if he again if he has any kind of uptick in in, uh, in, in usage um, just look out he's the sky's the limit for this kid. Definitely. Yeah. And then just, you know, just kind of continuing on this running back trend. Uh, we did see one of our beloved uh, star running backs return to action this week. Christian McCaffrey. Um, he did have 18 touches and he had 108 total yards. Um, you know, he's back guys. Um, and, and the thing is they eased him in. He only had 49% of the snaps, um, but he did touch the ball on 62% of those snaps. So, um, they, they, when they were, whenever he was in the game, they, they, they fed him. Um, so un- unfortunately you guys that had, you know, Chuba Hubbard, um, it's over. 
It, it's over. <laughs> it's over. I mean, it, there's no other way to say it. It's over. CMC, um, you know, they eased him in, and he's 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 looking pretty healthy out there. He, he I think he I think he had like a 20 yard, you know, plus carry against the Patriots. Um, so he's just going to continue to get healthier, and he's going to re- eventually return to that that CMC um, that we've you know that we drafted number one overall in most of our um, redraft leagues and a lot of our dynasty leagues. Yeah, and it was uh, also evident whenever uh, he was out, we saw Abdullah more than we saw Hubbard on top of that. Uh, a lot yeah. on, on passing downs for sure. So, um, you know, if you didn't move off of – I mean, you can hold hold on to Hubbard and, hold, and you hope that CMC gets hurt again. Uh, outside mm-hmm. of that, he's pretty much just a – a, he's just pretty much a rock. He's not going to get – He's not going to get no touches. So. And, and as and as the saying goes, hope is not a strategy. So if you're hoping for <laughs> an injury, you're, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So one person that I know you like a lot, um, that it's it sucks to see see this kind of crumble a little bit for him. Uh, Mike Williams, wide receiver for the Chargers. Um, another down week for him. Two for uh, fifty eight. Um, you know, just the numbers have been just declining since since week five. Uh, his target shares have not been above 14 percent since week five. Uh, I don't I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know if if somebody snuck uh, somebody from the old regime snuck back in and told him, like, hey, let's just have make him go back to just go routes. I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but uh, he is not getting he's not getting the looks anymore for whatever reason. Um, I think. And also in that span after week five, he's only had 200 air yards. The first five weeks he had over 600. So I don't like I, I don't understand what's going on um, with his his looks. I don't know what 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 changed, but it's it it sucks to see because I thought wheels wheels were up for this guy at the beginning of the year. Now it just looks like it's more of the same. So yeah, I mean, what one thing I will I will add to that though. Um, you, to put things into a little bit more context, uh, you know, week six, that's when he was on the injury report with the knee injury. Um, mm-hmm. And he didn't practice all week long. He didn't even practice on – it, it didn't even come out until Saturday that he was playing. Um, but in that game against the Ravens where they got blown out, he only played 36% of the snaps. Um, and then week seven was obviously their bye. And then uh, week eight, you know, uh, this past week – actually, no, two weeks ago, week eight, you know, Justin Herbert is he, he struggles with Bill Belichick's defenses. Yeah. So, you know, we can we can kind of say that he has his number. Um, so and they they also game plan around Mike Williams, game plan around stopping Mike Williams in the deep ball. So there wasn't many opportunities there. And then obviously last week, um, he had the Darius Slay uh, shadow treatment. Um he, he did catch a deep ball on him, um, but that was like really those targets were very few and far between um, yeah. throughout the game. Um he only had five total targets in that game. But um, he does have a good matchup coming up this week against the Vikings, um, and they're the seventh most um, advantageous uh, defense, um, you know, to, to to wide receivers. So if if there's if there's ever a time um, that he could potentially get right, it, it could be this week against the Vikings. Um, and they just get let, right here. <laughs> they just let they just let Hollywood Brown go for nine for one sixteen. Um, yeah. Them. So um, it you, you never know. Um, so I'm, I'm still holding out a little. A little, uh, like I said, hope. I said hope time strategy earlier, but um, <laughs> only when it only when <laughs> only when it doesn't apply to me. <laughs> only when it doesn't. Right. But um, so the, I guess the main topic uh, of fantasy right now um, is you know your boy OBJ and where he's going. Um, um, the last I heard is that he was. Uh, ordering fish tacos, trying to figure out if he wanted to use hot, like hot hot sauce, or he wanted to use medium. Like, just, <laughs> like the news is just like hounding, to trying to figure out where this dude is going. Like, um, I mean, the the last we saw is that he was interested. He had the Packers' priority uh, with the Seahawks, kind of like you know, kind of teasing a little bit. You know, Pete Carroll just putting it out there. I don't know how you never know how serious he is. I, I wouldn't. The, the Seahawks, for, as far as I'm concerned, the Seahawks are out because Pete Carroll's a liar. Yeah, even though they got cap space, but yeah, Pete Carroll's a liar. And yeah. then he's also had conversations with the Pats, the Chiefs, and the Saints. Yeah. Now, for fantasy purposes, for people that have him on their roster and they're still holding on to him, 
which one of these teams would you think that he would be able to make a a, a big enough impact for for people's rosters? I mean, honestly, I feel like Kansas City would be the most ideal spot because they they are in desperate need of a number two, desperate need of a number two receiver to go alongside Tyreek Hill. I know we did talk about Mahomes, you know how he hasn't been playing well, um, but maybe maybe that's exactly what he needs. Maybe he needs another a, a reliable number two because they know what they're doing to Tyreek Hill. They know they're taking over taking the deep shots away from them, that the deep pass away from them. So maybe they need another guy like Odell Beckham. Um, I don't know how much he – I feel like Odell Beckham just has a lot left in the tank because he still gets open. Um, he still runs pretty damn good routes. Um, he, he can still come in and out of his breaks. Um, so there's a, there's a lot – there's still a lot to like with Odell Beckham. It's just that he wasn't getting the targets and he wasn't getting a lot of catchable targets um, from Baker Mayfield and Cleveland for whatever reason. I still can't understand. Um, it's not like he was in the wrong spot because, you know, catchable targets are, you know, that that's the quarterback's fault. That's mainly the quarterback's fault. Um, so I would like to see him in in uh, in, in uh, either Kansas City or New England because New England <laughs> is hosting Cleveland on Sunday. <laughs> and what better way to to kick off week what better way to kick off week 10 than a than a OBJ But you, you you think they would get him out there that quick though? I mean, look, if they sign look if they, if they sign him tonight or sign him Wednesday, get him to the facility, get him a couple of practices, they can get him some plays on Sunday. Yeah, they could. I mean, I mean, I we know Bill Belichick is is petty, but I don't mm. I mean, you know, it's a possibility that, that it could it happen. It is a possibility. But I would I mean, like to see, but those are those are probably the two uh places that I would for fantasy purposes would make more would make the most sense. Uh, obviously Green Bay makes sense as well. Um, because you're playing with Aaron Rodgers and you know they don't they they're usually devoid of a number two receiver, so they could definitely use Odell Beckham um in that in that role. So yeah, I mean the, all three of these teams are, are are good options, but if I were if I were to rank them it would be Kansas City, then it would be Green Bay, and then it would be New England. Yeah, I think for, for me, for me, for fantasy, I would it would be the Packers one, Chiefs two, Pats three. I don't want to see them. the Saints would be useless. Yeah, um, it would be, yeah, it'd be pointless. And then He's Seattle passes from to Taysom Hill or, or Trevor Simeon. or Trevor Simeon. Yeah. yeah, and I, I mean, it would be good to see him with Russ because Russ is one of the best deep ball throws. But I don't know. They run the – I mean, they throw the ball like 22 times a game. What, how many targets is he going to get when you already got they, DK like and, to, and Lockett? Yeah, they like to establish the run too much over there. So <laughs> um, I, I think that I think they're out. I think that should yeah. be out. I mean, Pete Carroll, he, he wants to, he wants to you know, have some gamesmanship or whatever, or whatever with the media. I don't think it's happening uh, nah. over there. So, nah. But we'll see. You know, uh, you know this, this, this is still a fluid situation and uh, – I'm looking forward to seeing where he lands. Hopefully he lands with one of the three that we mentioned. Yeah. Now, like we said at the beginning of the show, that this week was a little little funky, a little crazy. Uh, and that goes into our, our next segment, which is our fantasy MVP of the week, which is one of unexpected. Uh, James Conner, you know. Uh, we saw Chase Edmonds, Edmonds get hurt the very – I mean, his first carry of the game, and then he was pretty much done with a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Uh, James Conner looked vintage. James Carter from Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, he he had the you know the little jump cuts that he learned from Le'Veon. He finishes the RB one for the week. Seventy seven percent of snaps, nineteen percent target share. He even had he. I mean, he he usually gets majority of the red zone carries, so that was nothing new for him. Um, he had nineteen. He had ninety six rushing yards, two touchdowns. And then another five catches on five targets with uh, 77 yards and another touchdown. Um, he looked good, man. Like, there's nothing else to it. Like, he looked good. Like, in the, the emergency RB1 role that they uh, they called him for, and he he did it. Even with the backup quarter, he had Chase, uh, Chase McCoy out there slinging a rock. And, I mean, they couldn't they couldn't stop him. Like, he looked unstoppable, so – yeah, you know, and surprisingly, he looked he looked pretty spry out there. Like he was running, you know, he he looked he looked fast. He looked he actually yeah. looked fast. Um, um, on the screen pass where he caught before that forty five yard touchdown, mm-hmm. like he he was actually surprised 
uh, how fast he was because he kept yeah. looking over his shoulder every <laughs> like, every stride, every other stride. He kept looking yeah, over. Yeah, he's like, damn, nobody tackled me yet. All right, <laughs> let me keep going. <laughs> yeah, like he just he turned on the Jets, man. And he he looks he looks really good out there, man. I'm you know he's he's finally healthy for like the first time in his career because you know ever since he became a starter, he had all he always had some sort of you know lower body injury or some sort of yep. injury um, that that's debilitating in some capacity. Yep. Um, so this is a good, this is, you know, he's, he's pretty fresh right now. He hasn't, he, he wasn't really being used too much um, yeah. you know, because Chase Evans was still out snapping him um, for the most part. But, um, and, you know, obviously James Conner had, now he has 11 touchdowns on the season. Um, he was still getting those goal line touches, um, you know, and that, and that was pretty much his role. And now he's going to have more, more expanded role. And we saw a little bit of a preview of that um, this week. So, as long as you know, as long as Chase Chase Edmonds is out with that high ankle sprain, you're going to see a lot of you know a lot of James Conner um, early and often. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then from one yeah. ball and running back to another ball and running back, you know, we we wanted to we, we usually want to have one fantasy MVP of the week, but uh, this was too good to pass up. We wanted to go ahead and include uh, Mr. Jonathan Taylor from the Colts in this uh, segment as well. Um, you know, he just another, another stellar game for him, 19 carries, 172 yards, two touchdowns against the jets, um, 69% snap rate. Uh, this is a six straight game with a touchdown. Um, I think he has a couple of games in there with multi multiple touchdowns. Um, the guy is just, he's just a freak. Um, he's the number one. I, I, he's, you know, in, in those of you in dynasty leagues, he is the undisputed number one running back in dynasty. There's oh. no question about it. And, you know, we, we want to start, I mean, next year. I mean, this is this is a you know quite quite the look ahead. But next year is he the is he the number one? Is he the one on one in most drafts? Can he be? Because Marlon Mack's going to be gone, and all he has is Naheem Hines, and Naheem Hines isn't really cutting to his workload. I mean, no, it's a possibility that this guy could be the one on one in 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 a lot of formats. Yeah, I mean, most people in dynasty playing super flex. I mean, you still want to start off with the quarterback. I mean, I would want to see how how the season ends for for like Josh Allen and uh, Lamar could possibly be number one and Patty Mahomes, um, but let's see. But he definitely Jonathan would be the first non quarterback for sure. I'm in my book to be to be off the board for sure. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, he's he, he's just a stud. You know, he's the the way like he's six what six two six one two thirty, and he just he, he runs a four three. Um, and that, that one touchdown that he had against the Jets, like that 178 yarder. Oh yeah, man. It was just, it was, it was just curtains. As soon as he, as soon as he hit the sideline, it was, it was absurd. Like I, I just, whenever you see people that big running that fast. <laughs> just move yeah, out the way, man. Just, just that, get out of the way. That's just like, that, that's that Derrick Henry treatment, man. Once he gets to that second level, you see people just, they start making business, business decisions. decisions. All right, so from MVP, we also got to talk about the loser, the loser valuable player of the week. Uh, ours is uh, our boy Sammy D. Sam Darnold just looks like ass. 16, let, let me 30. Let, let me let me take this one. Let me take All right, go one. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> because he's, he he is uh, he's he is single handedly killing uh, one of my favorite players in fantasy, oh DJ Moore. Um, but Sam Darnold, another shitty performance, sixteen of thirty three. 173 yards and three interceptions, one fumble, um, you know, per, per pro football reference, this is something that I, this is a couple of stats that I kind of, uh, you know, came across um, the last couple of days with the jets. He had a 3.2% interception rate and a 7.4% sack rate with the Panthers. His interception rate is 3.6 and the sack rate is 6.7. So this is this is essentially the same guy, um, you know. As that saying goes, a leopard a leopard never changes his spots. Never, um, never. Over the last five games, he has zero passing touchdowns, <laughs> zero passing touchdowns, and he has two rushing. And he only has two, and he has two rushing touchdowns and nine turnovers in that span. And on this and on the season, he has seven total touchdowns and eleven interceptions. Uh, you know, whenever whenever you know an organization invests, you know, so much in a in a in a guy to be consistently mediocre, it just you know it makes you it makes you makes you wonder, it makes you scratch your head. Um, you know, they they need to figure out a way to 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 go to, to go away from him, and 
Um, I think PJ Walker is probably going to start this week now. Um, he definitely is starting. Yeah, he is going to start. Um, we just we just saw that he's that Sam Darnold has a broken scapula and a throwing shoulder and is going to miss a couple of weeks. So look, maybe this is a maybe this is a you know you don't want to see anybody get hurt. You, de- you definitely don't want to see people get hurt. Um, you know, but maybe that PJ Walker can you know once he takes over, he can maybe inject some life into this offense. Um, with his running ability and you know maybe he'll target dj more you know more accurately down the field and you know robbie anderson uh, more more accurately more accurately down the field <laughs> robbie anderson was in was on that man's neck on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. yeah robbie anderson provided like one of the best memes of, oh of the week gosh. um on on yeah, on, on Sunday it was it was it was crazy like since week five Robbie Anderson has nine catches for 57 yards on 31 targets. I'm uh, surprised that's the only time the cameras have caught Robbie Anderson like getting on his quarterback like that. It took him to that point to to, to be like, hey, bro, like let's try to get some balls to me because I mean last year I was balling and now I'm just like yeah. now I'm just like a waiver wire wide receiver, man. And I just yeah. got paid. Yeah. And if there's any kind of something to look forward to, um, PJ Walker did start one game last year. And he and then him and DJ Moore kind of connected for, um, for for seven catches, 127 yards on 11 targets and a touchdown. So if there's one thing to kind of, you know, potentially hold out some sort of hope for, um, it would be, you know, a connection from, uh, you know, PJ Walker uh, to DJ Moore. And, and, you know, DJ Moore, I mean, he still has a favorable schedule. He has Arizona, Washington. And I think this week, um, I'm trying to remember, he has Arizona this week and Washington um, over the next couple of weeks. He still has a pretty good schedule um, against, you know, against certain cornerbacks, against certain defenses. So if there's a time to potentially buy him, I would definitely look to start sending some trade offers for him because he may be he may take off the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Quarterback under center. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Check it out. NFL football is finally back, baby. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Cowboys tickets or Rams tickets or Cardinals tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in, in purchase price. Listen, I know you want to go to a Cowboys game here in Texas, or you want to go see those awful Jaguars play on the road. TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Debbie today and use the promo code Debbie to save $10 off your first order for those Dallas Cowboy tickets or whatever your favorite NFL team tickets are. That's true. All right. So our favorite segment of the show, uh, cap or no cap, for the people that are listening for the first time that might not know what cap means, cap is another word for saying you're lying. So if Ike says that he got waves in his hair, I'm going to say cap because he don't got no hair. (laughs) All right. So let's go ahead and start this joint off. You know, your boy Jordan Howard, can he sustain... RB2 production, um, you know, I'll just say for the next week because Miles Sanders is going to come back by what, week, uh, uh, maybe a week or two. So we don't know what it's going to look like then. But do you yeah. think this is something that he can RB2 production for the next two, let's just say two weeks? Yeah, I mean, the role the role that he's in, I mean, he's he's like the early down grinder. Um, he's, he definitely gets all the goal line work. Um, and then the Eagles have committed strongly to running the ball over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, 
I think in neutral in neutral game script, so basically when the game is tied, they are a twenty nine percent pass rate. Um, so that's you know, so they're just they're just running and running and running and running. So um, as long as that keeps up, I mean, I don't see how Jordan Howard can't sustain you know RB two production. Um, yeah, it's a couple of weeks while Miles Sanders because you know they they obviously hate Miles Sanders because you know all of the <laughs> all of the rushing touchdowns are, have gone to every. Eagles running back on the roster, except for but him, <laughs> which is crazy, crazy. Uh, I want to say it's cap because they play Denver and they play New Orleans. Um, I don't think, I don't think them running the ball seventy percent of the time is going to be a, a formula for them to win those games. Uh, it's tr- it's it's. I mean, it's obvious that they don't want Jalen to throw the ball that much for whatever reason. Um, um, I mean, if you watch their games, you just see Devontae Smith always, always open, man, always open. Yeah. Like, this dude was open the entire game versus the Chargers. He could have had um, a 200-yard game. Yeah, always open. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Like, it's crazy because he's, he's doing this on 32% of the snaps. That's all he's getting these, last, these two games combined. And he has 128 yards and three touchdowns. So... Uh, he's playing two tough run defenses this coming two weeks. Um, I don't, I, I just don't think that he's going to be that effective. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say cap on this one. That's fair. That's fair. All right, next one. Uh, this is somebody I know you like because he's in one of our leagues that you have. I think you might own him in both of the uh, leagues that we have. Uh, but your boy Elijah Moore. Uh, right. We have seen. A little bit. He, we've seen him getting a little more love, but do you think he's startable for fantasy lineups for the rest of the year? It should be no cap. It should be, but I'm gonna say as a, as an Elijah Moore truther, I'm gonna say that it's cap only until I see what happens when Corey Davis comes back um, healthy because he was he's been out the last couple of games. Um, with the, I think the hip injury, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, on Thursday night, I mean, they, the, the Jets, they rotated like six different wide receivers. Um, and you know, Elijah Moore didn't really have the greatest target share, only 15%, but he's clearly far and away their, their most explosive player, their best player, their best, their best receiver. For, you know, absolutely. He had seven catches, 84 yards, two touchdowns. So, um, for, for now I'm going to say it's cap, but, um, you know, once Corey Davis comes back, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see if if, if he's going to continue to get the usage that he needs to be getting or that usage, you know, spikes a little bit, or target share spikes a little bit. Um, but, you know, he you know, he, he dominated the SEC and, you know, in, at Old Miss, you know, he, he ran a four, he ran a four, three, five at their pro day. Like this guy is this guy is electric in space. And they you know, it, it just it just boggles my mind that coaching staffs don't see. Or, or they wait till like late in the season to see. Oh, you know what? We have this guy. We've had this guy on the bench for for so long, and we and we realize that he's good. So let's start using him more. Like why, <laughs> why start using him <laughs> at the early part of the season? Um. So yeah, no, I, I think yeah. So again, it's 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 cap until we see what happens with Corey Davis. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's cap too. They it's too it's too many it's too many cooks in the kitchen, man. For me, and he his target share. Hasn't been above fifteen since since week three. So there's a lot of mediocre cooks too. A lot of those. Yeah. A lot of those people <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if they know how to if they know how to make spaghetti, man. They so. they keep they keep trotting out something called a Braxton Berrios, uh, Keelan Cole, um, you know Denzel Mims. I mean, he he he's talented. I mean, he he's you know he's pretty explosive in his own right, but he just hasn't been able to to fire like he's supposed to. Yeah, um, it, then, you know Corey Davis. I mean, he's a pretty decent receiver, so I, I guess that's probably the only guy um, that you can probably say that's pretty good. Um, and Jamison yeah. Crowder, man. Jameson, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's he's a, he's a slot, he's a slot guy, and he's just not. I don't know. I, I guess. Yeah. He's a he's a reliable turkey. He's reliable. When, he, when he's, hungry, he's a he's a good possession guy. He's reliable. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Get you a turkey sandwich with some spinach. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> a little, little mustard, little mustard, yeah. American cheese on there. Yeah, man. All right, AJ Dillon. Can we start him in fantasy lineups now? <laughs> cap or no cap? 
Um, I, you know, honestly, like I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no cap on this one because Uh-oh. I'm gonna say no cap. Um, I know, I know, I know. On the show sheet, we we had um, I I put big cap, but I now the thing about it a little bit more, he even though he's not, he's still not playing up to forty percent of the snaps because that's concerning. You know, he's 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 making the most of his opportunities. So like he's. You know he's he's rushing for you know he's he has 27 carries to Aaron Jones 33 carries over the last three weeks so he's closing the gap um, you know rushing yards wise um, but uh, but you know in the in this last game you know with Jordan Love at, at you know under center he had four catches for 44 yards so he was using the passing game which was a which was a surprise to me mm-hmm. where Aaron Jones usually excels in the passing game look both of these both of those running backs look really good yeah when they get the ball. Um, but but you can't deny that AJ Dillon is not is not playing is, is he's playing well right now. Yeah. So when he's getting the ball, he's making the most of his opportunities. And now if that snap share increases um and really, really cuts into Aaron Jones' uh workload, then A, we can be concerned about Aaron Jones, and then B, we can most certainly start AJ Dillon with confidence. And I think you can still you can still start AJ Dillon as like a as like a flex. Because he he's starting to carve out a little bit of standalone value, um, but you know the the snap shares are still not where we need to be for somebody to to, to really trust somebody like him in your lineups. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you had the switch, man. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I thought I thought about it a little <laughs> more. Didn't want to deny the, the obvious. <laughs> nah, he he looks good, man. Like I wish I was a little more. See, when you start drafting uh, at the beginning of the season, when you draft a handcuff, you got to be committed to the cuff. And I was not committed to the cup when I had him um, in a couple of leagues. So yeah. when you draft a handcuff, you got to be committed. Don't waste your don't waste a draft pick on a handcuff that you're going to drop two weeks later. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah I'm also going to say no cap because he's yeah it is you keep hearing you keep hearing uh, what's his name I can't even think of Green Bay's coach's name now but Matt you LaFleur. keep hearing yeah Lafleur. You keep hearing him talking about AJ Dillon, man. So, I mean, he's, he's now getting the touches too. Yeah, and he's been in love with AJ Dillon whenever he first drafted him. He just couldn't mm-hmm. stop talking about his thighs. Um, he went, he went, he went, he went, he went, he went, Derrick Henry re- reincarnated, man. Yeah. So you know, as 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 one of the pres- one of the co-founders of the Aaron Jones uh, fan club here, yeah, <laughs> it does uh, it, it does make me feel a ways to have to say some nice things about AJ Dillon, but you know, I have to. <laughs> I can't deny it. I can't deny it. He's playing well right now, and I actually have him starting in a couple of leagues um, right now, uh, mainly because I don't have any running backs. But um, you know, he's 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 providing a, a pretty decent floor in a couple, you know, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so I like the. I mean, we're in week ten now, so we're in the double digits of the fantasy season. Uh, by now, you should be able to look at your team, look at your record. And see if you are a contender or you're a pretender. Um, so in this section, waiver wire pickups, you know, are you a contender? Are you looking to, you know, add add some pieces that might be valuable to you at the, towards the end of the season, you know, for the week? You know, doing your, your uh, roster gymnastics because of bye weeks or because of injuries? Or are you a pretender and you're just, you know, playing a waiver wire to play upset? Um, so Play spoiler, if you will. Yeah. So a couple of I'm gonna uh, touch on some quarterbacks real quick. Uh, it's kind of skint this week, I think, uh, because <laughs> of like some of the matchups. But I mean, I think some of these might might be sneaky. So uh, Matt Ryan, uh, I think if you need him for a spot start, he's playing against Dallas. Dallas does allow you. You can move the ball on us. Uh, I cannot deny that you can move the ball. Uh, so uh, we have a right now looking like a 54 and a half uh, point total. So there's points to be had. Uh, yeah. You might as well get in on it. Go and go get you pick up Matt Ryan if you need a quarterback. Uh, also, Sally, I, I put this on the list is uh, Big Ben. Um, he's playing against Detroit. Um, if you think he's going to throw the ball a little bit, you can you can start him. Uh, Detroit has 20 is 29th in, in uh, past DVOA. Um, and also uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, they're coming off a bye. Um, hopefully, Logan Thomas, maybe he might be back this week. So that might help 
hope you have another uh, passing option, but they're a 10-point underdog versus Tampa Bay. Um, so they're going to be down. They're going to be throwing a lot. So uh, yeah. that could be another option for you. Yeah, and just real quick, we'll just touch on um, uh, running backs. Um, Eno Benjamin, he's he's probably uh, n- near the top of the list of, you know, uh, waiver wire pickups. Uh, he had nine carries for 39 yards and a touchdown um, against San Francisco. And, you know, and he had a nice – a nice big touch, yeah, a nice big touchdown. Um, so you know he's going to be the you know the you know the change of pace guy, and he may be used on some passing downs. You just, we'll just have to see how it shakes out, but he's definitely a priority add. And uh, today we got news that Nick Chubb and I believe um, no, Demetric Felton, Demetric Felton, Demetric yeah. Felton got placed on the COVID list. Now they both are vaccinated, um, so we'll have to wait and see if they'll actually have the two negative back-to-back tests before, um, in, t- uh, in 24 hours before they're allowed back. Um, but as of right now, um, if you somehow dropped Ernest Johnson um, because Nick Chubb came back, pick him right back up. Go like, get him. Go get him now. Like if you're, yeah, if your league are already ran, raver, ran waivers for whatever reason and he's a free agent, pick him up now. Go get him. Yeah. Because he'll be somebody to, you know, to, to keep an eye on. Um, Devin Singletary, um, I I know that a lot of you have been kind of frustrated by his production this year. Um, but you know, Zach Moss missed most of of the game with a concussion. Um, so if he's out this week, then Devin Singletary will see a lot of looks in that backfield, um, as the primary ball carrier in a supposedly high scoring offense. Hasn't kind of hasn't been that way the last couple of weeks, but you know, hopefully (laughs) they can get right this week against the Jets, um, in, in, in New York. All right, so uh, wide receivers, uh, Rashad Bateman, uh, like our boy Ray JQ likes to say, Shoddy B. Shoddy B. Um, if he's on your waivers, go get him. Like we said at the beginning of the show, he is one of the three targets only that receiving anything from uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, <laughs> since he's been healthy, he's seen 18% target share. So that's yeah. three weeks of 18% from a rookie wide receiver, man. Like you you can use that on lineups. Um Another guy that we talked uh, beforehand was Elijah Moore. Again, he is getting a little bit more snaps. Yes, the Jets rotated like six, seven, eight wide receivers that you probably don't know half of their names. But I mean, this is, I mean, he still, he still had uh, seven for 84 and two touchdowns uh, with those, with the little snap share that he had. Um, you know, and um, hopefully, and then he has a quarterback uh, with, um, with Matt. Hopefully Mike White comes back and he liked throwing to him. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, another wide receiver uh, just signed with the Raiders, uh, Deshaun Jackson. I know he's old, um, but I mean, that deep threat is is undeniable. And if they use him like, I'm assuming they're going to want to use him like they had with Henry Ruggs with the person that, you know, the, the go route guy and uh, Derek Carr throws. I think he he leads the league in the amount of deep ball throws percentage uh, per yep. game. So yep. uh, that's just – I mean, it is a, a boom or bust type of play, but this is somebody also you can go after is available. And the last wide receiver that I have is uh, Van Jefferson. Uh, I know I talked about him last week, but again, he, he the last three weeks now he's seen at least an 84% target uh, snap share uh, and also at least six targets. And they're running a lot of 11 personnel, which means – that they're running a lot of wide, three wide receiver sets. So as long as he's on the field, there's opportunity. If there's opportunity, there's production. So yeah. um, 31% of those air yards and 17% target share within that same three-week span. Uh, so when they're throwing, I mean, 31% of air yards, that's a lot. I mean, that's that's elite. That's elite numbers right there. So yeah. air yards is just the amount of yards that a ball travels before it gets to, gets to the player. So... I mean that's opportunity right there, and then seventeen percent target share is a good. I mean it's a good healthy number it's, it's for. A de- it's, yeah, it's a decent amount. Yeah. For for and then for a third for your a third receiver three. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. You know, you could, that's something you could take advantage of if he's available. Yeah, and just a couple more, um, just real quick. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones for the Browns. Um, he had two catches for eighty six yards and a touchdown. He had a big sixty yarder against the um, you know you know against the Bengals this past week. Now he didn't play, he didn't play he didn't run nearly as many routes as Jarvis Landry and um, Anthony Schwartz um, for the Browns, but he is he is a he is a deep ball target um, or he is he is a deep threat. So I think that's you know that's somebody that you can probably slot in as a, you know as a spot star as a as a flex or a wide receiver three or four. 
Um, and also Deontay Harris for the Saints. Um, he just kind of came off of, uh, you know, six catches, a six-catch game. He, he looked to be the most explosive uh, Saints receiver, even though he, he, he was third um, third, um, third in snaps for, for the Saints wide receivers behind Traquan Smith and Marquez Calloway. Um, but he's he is their he's their most explosive guy outside of Alvin Kamara right now, and the Saints could definitely use some sort of you know offensive you know jolt um, with you know how they play um, late, yeah. lately. Those are those are a couple of quick hitters. And um, tight ends, I mean, if Dan Arnold is available, I mean Dan Arnold's getting a lot of targets from uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Uh, if Logan Th- Thomas somehow gets off the IR and plays this week. Um, they're they're on the box. Uh, no, they are. No, they kind of, they came out this they, week. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Cole Clement, maybe if he's available. Yeah. Pat Fryermuth, if he's available. But outside of that, there's not really much else in terms of tight end. Tight end is a, a wasteland. So yeah. And over the next couple of weeks, um, you know, waiver wire will probably be you know kind of condensed down as you know as we get to later to later point in the season. There's not going to be even that many priority ads um, as you know over the the first 10 weeks there, there, there have been so many different uh, moving parts and a lot more priority ads. So um, as we just kind of get, you know, towards the, you know, the latter half of the season, mostly everybody's been picked up and, you know, we'll have, we'll just touch on a couple of players here and there, but not anything super extensive. Yeah. All right. Barbecue chicken alert. Um, that's matchups to attack. If anybody that does not know what barbecue chicken alert means, so if you watched uh, inside the NBA on TNT with, you know, with Shaq and Charles Barkley, uh, Kenny Smith, uh, one thing I know uh, Shaq, whenever he used to see any opponent that was just like, you see him and you just like, this is, this is going to be easy work. You just said barbecue chicken alert. Like you look at your opponent and you just see food. Like you can just go there as easy work. So uh, these are defenses or <laughs> sections of defenses that we feel that offenses can attack and you can uh, get some good production from. Uh, I right, go ahead and start us off. First, the first one I have is uh, Dalvin Cook versus the Chargers defense. Um, you know, the Chargers, their last in rush defense, DVOA. Um, they've given up at least 140 plus yards in four straight games. And um, the, the most egregious one was over 200 to the Browns and then five <laughs> ridiculous shootout um, in, in LA. Uh, but yeah, they, you know, Dalvin Cook, he's, he's primed for a big game. He ripped off a 66 yard run um, against the Ravens this past week. Um, and he's, he, he's more, he's, well past an ankle injury that kind of plagued him during the early part of the year. And he's just ready to roll. Um, yeah, I think he has like three 100 yard games out of his like five health, fully healthy games, five or six healthy games. So he's, you know, Dalvin Cook is ready to roll against the chargers. And, you know, I, you know, his, his over under <laughs> for the week is 85.5. He's going to smash that. Smash. <laughs> um, and, yeah. And that's, and that's actually one of our prop, um, prop picks that we'll touch on a little bit later on. But yeah, that's, you know, Dalvin Cook is an easy smash against the Chargers defense. And another running back um, as well that we can talk about is Najee Harris, the rookie mm-hmm. um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Lions defense. Um, the Lions fantasy points to, to the running back position. Um, and they're 25th in rush defense DVOA. Um, so that's another another smash for Najee Harris and in, uh, in, in the running back position. All right. So for me, I got I got Tampa Bay. Everybody in their offense, the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me go back. I got the quarterback and pass catchers versus Washington's defense. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay just come off a bye. Uh, uh, Washington defense is the friendliest uh, via uh, fantasy points to the quarterback and wide receiver positions. Um, you know, Tom Brady after a bye, you know, you get you get your pass catchers healthier. Uh, Gronk might be back for this one. I'm not sure if A.B. will, but uh, Washington, they can't get pressure on the quarterback and the corner sucks. So uh, <laughs> fire up any and everybody on, on that Tampa Bay offense. Yeah, Evans uh, and Godwin should have a, have a few. Man, Yes. And my last, and then also on top of this, a 51, 51 and a half over under. So basically, Vegas is ho- is betting that this game uh, game total is fifty one and a half points. So I mean, that's a lot of points for 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 a team to cover. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of points scored. Go get Tampa Bay. Yep. You could even go Washington on the other end just for them, just for garbage time. 
Yep. Uh, but focus on Tampa Bay. And my other one, this game has a 54 and a half over under currently, and that's <laughs> Dallas offense versus Atlanta's defense. Another smash spot for uh, for Dallas offense, and this should be a good uh, get right spot. Honestly, get right spot. absolutely. Um, Atlanta's total DVOA for the uh, for the season is 31st, and there's 32 teams. So, and then Dallas on their end, on the offensive end, they're they're third. They're they're the rated third highest, uh, the third best offense in the league. Um, and then also Gallup could be back for this game also. So that's just another weapon to add to what Dallas has. So. You know, giddy up. And just, a lot of points to be scored. And just real quick, uh, I know uh, we've been throwing out DVOA out a, DVOA out a lot. Um, those of you that didn't join last week, uh, DVOA is just basically, um, you know, it stands for defensive uh, defense adjusted value over average. So it just kind of takes, you know, takes a, uh, you know, takes a measurement on a per play basis on you know how a team is performing uh, relative to that metric. So, you know, Dallas passing offense, uh, Dallas offense in general, like how they're moving the ball. Um, it take it, you know filters out like all the noise like you know you know you know whether it's spikes or whether it's incompletions or things of that nature. Um, it just measures how they're performing on a um, you know on a per play basis. And if they're at the top of the list or if they're near the top on offense and near the bottom on offense, then you, it, it's pretty self explanatory like how you know how to look at those teams. Yep. All right. So our last section of the show. Um, so us being from Texas. We don't have gambling is not a, is not legal here. So how we get our fixes with player props and um, you know Prize Picks that that allows us to to get in on get in on the fun a little bit uh, via player props and player props. I mean th- that's something that's I think being introduced mainstream uh, into fantasy um, and you can apply you can apply those player props to your actual fantasy squads in terms of like, okay I see that this tight end might. That they're over under that Vegas is looking at as 40 and a half. So mm-hmm. I mean that's a good that's a good yardage number for for a tight end because I mean generally tight ends is a is a scrap heap. So you can use <laughs> yeah, you can use usually. player props to gauge gauge kind of where where they're projecting where your where these particular players are gonna come out on the on the other end after the game is finished. So we have a few player props that we want to go through. So I'm gonna go ahead and start it off. My first one is Dan Arnold over 38 and a half receiving yards. Um, he has been, oh, yeah, Jacksonville tight end. He has been at or above 60 yards three of his last four games. I'm not counting the, the game that he uh, he had got traded to and played against the Bengals because that was like off of like three days. And yeah. they still, he still played like 20 something percent of the snaps. Uh, so basically when he's been in the offense, he's gone at least over 60 yards three of the four games. Colts are the fourth worst in, in allowed yards to the tight end uh, w- with allowing over 60 yards per game. So I think Dan Arnold over 38 and a half is a good spot. Another one that I had was going back to the Dallas game is, um, is C.D. Lamb over 65 and a half receiving yards. Uh, like I said before, this is a get right spot. Atlanta is, is fourth worst uh, in the league in DVOA uh, via the pass. And like I also said, they're 31st overall uh, DVOA. So I think this is definitely a get-right spot for for C.D. Lamb. Uh, And then my last one I have is uh, Baker Mayfield, under 225.5 passing yards. (coughs) New England's uh, secondary has been on fire since since our Cowboys blessed their defense uh, with (laughs) over 600 yards of offense. Uh, (laughs) Baker hasn't thrown over 225 yards out of three of his last five games. And in one of those games was 234. So yeah. um, I'll, I'll bet the under on that one. Yeah. All right. So I have a couple um, here. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater over 245 and a half passing yards. Um, he does, you know, over the last couple of weeks, he's had, he's gotten Jerry Judy back as top receiver. Um, and they're playing the Eagles this week. And uh, Darius Slay left, left the game late with a hamstring injury. Um, and then the Eagles got lit up by Justin Herbert for 356 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater, he has been above that 245 and a half uh, number or, or that total in five of his eight healthy games. So I think I, you know, I, I think he's a good bet for this week, um, you know, to put up that, you know, to, to put up those numbers um, against that Eagles um, secondary. And then I touched on Dalvin Cook earlier, over 80, 85 and a half yards rushing. 
um, against you know the last you know the last ranked run defense in terms of DB, DVOA. Um, yeah, it's it's just an easy one for us. Um, you know, he's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna go well over that total. And then the final one that I have is uh, DeAndre Swift under forty and a half rushing yards. Um, he's been under this number, or he's been at or under this number in five of eight games. Um, he does most of his damage as a receiver. That's what makes him great. Um, he 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 has forty seven catches on the year, which is pretty phenomenal from the running back position. Um, but you know he's he's going to get Jamal Williams back in that backfield, so he's going to split carries with him, and you know it's going to be less opportunity for him to run. But there's probably going to be more opportunity for him later on in the game as they're trailing um, to catch passes. <laughs> um, and and the, the Steelers they have a pretty good run defense. They're ninth in rush defense DVOA. So, um, you know, DeAndre Swift under 40 and a half yards is the play here. Well, you know, we at the end of another show. We did it. There it is. Episode there two. There it is. All right. You got anything for us before we get up out of here? Yeah. Uh, we, we appreciate you rocking with us, um, you know, for week, you know, for, for our second straight uh, show. Um, you know, just, you know, like, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, follow the show um, at Off The Line FF on Twitter. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, you know, follow us on Twitter as well. Follow me at just underscore Ico nine and follow Eugene at fantasy jeans, G E N E S. Yeah. And like you said, you can follow us on, you can find us on YouTube at off the line fantasy football. Uh, we're on all streaming platforms like Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, and other others that you can get. Just find us under destination Debbie. Um, and you know, we'll be back next week talking to y'all good people again. Remember, are you a pretender or are you a contender? So until then, be safe. You know, go get you some W's. Happy week.